Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hi, I'm Banner Berkmans, and today we're making fermented habanero hot sauce. This recipe was created by Arizada a field staff writer at Harvesting Nature, and the author of the popular cookbook, Lavash. He writes, This growing season has been somewhat of a nightmare for me. I've done everything in my power to stop these gophers, but nothing seems to work. From traps to gas relocation, I'm at a complete loss. On top of that, it's been so hot that even my tomatoes have decided to call it quits by dropping every flower. The one thing I can always count on, though, is my peppers. With an abundance of peppers, the best thing to do is make hot sauce. Similar to pickles, there are two types of hot sauces, fermented and vinegar-based. I really love fermented hot sauces as well as fermented pickles. The microbiomes that are created are nothing but good for you, and as we all know, gut health is very important. Plus, the fermentation process is actually very easy and makes everything delicious. So if you've never tried to ferment anything yourself, this is a quick and simple way to dive into the fermentation world. Just remember, you can do this with other peppers as well if you don't want it to have quite the fiery kick. Thanks, Sarah. Sounds like you may need a good gopher recipe soon. As a species, we've been fermenting food and drinks since the Neolithic age, nearly 10,000 years ago, well before we ever learned the science behind how it works. It probably started with dairy products in the hot North African desert, where goat and camel milk, full of microflora affected by the heat, spontaneously fermented and became the world's first yogurt. Clay shards from pots also show fermentation happening in China about 9,000 years ago. People there were brewing a fermented drink from rice, honey, and fruit. Fermenting these things together would have resulted in a fizzy and slightly intoxicating brew. By 3500 BCE, the Egyptians had figured out how to use wild yeast to leaven breads. The techniques used then are still in use in modern Egypt today. 
People fermented the first cucumbers in 2000 BCE in modern-day Iraq, creating the first pickle, and other vegetables shortly followed. China soon took over the race, using fermentation to expertly pickle all sorts of vegetables. Tea leaves were first fermented about 2,000 years ago, which gave birth to the very first kombucha, a fermented fizzy drink still popular today. Fermentation of all kinds kept evolving until the 1800s when Louis Pasteur used a microscope to discover that live bacteria and yeast were the cause of fermentation. Before him, many scientists believed that living creatures, particularly ones that were small or invisible to the naked eye, could spontaneously generate from non-living matter. Fermentation would have fallen under this belief. His research led to the invention of pasteurization to help extend the lifespan of food products and to significantly reduce deaths due to food poisoning. We now know what is happening during fermentation. To sum it up in a quick and slightly rudimentary way, there are three types of fermentation used to make or alter food. Number one, lactic acid fermentation. This is a type of fermentation that gives us sauerkraut, pickles, sourdough bread, yogurt, kimchi, and some sour wild beers. In this type of fermentation, yeast and certain bacteria convert sugars and starches into lactic acid, providing a signature sour taste. Number two, ethanol fermentation. Maybe my favorite type of fermentation, this one gives us wine and beer via yeast breaking down sugars and turning them into alcohol and carbon dioxide. Number three, acetic acid fermentation. This type of fermentation uses products like grain and fruit, which eventually turn into vinegar and kombucha after going through several stages. Although Louis Pasteur helped to recognize what fermentation was and how it worked, his work started a food revolution where foods could more easily be stored long-term without the help of fermentation. See, up until then, people had been using fermentation not only to provide more interesting flavor or to leaven or add alcoholic properties or to increase nutritional intake, they were also using it to keep food from spoiling quickly. By the time the 1900s were verging into the 2000s, consumption of fermented foods had reached an all-time low. Refrigerators, modern industrial processed foods, fast food, and pre-packaged foods all replaced fermented foods in people's diets. Around the same time though, researchers were really beginning to explore the gut biome and how fermented foods, or the lack thereof, affected an individual's gut microflora. Our bodies are full of trillions of microorganisms, mostly found in large and small intestines. A well-balanced gut biome, with lots of biodiversity, allows the body to perform its daily operations smoothly. These operations even include mental stability, immune protection, digestion, regularity, skin health, and many other important processes. Scientists have discovered that a lack of prebiotics and probiotics in a person's diet can have a negative effect on their health. Prebiotics are foods full of dietary fibers and resistant starches that make it all the way through the digestive system to the lower gut, where they are fed on by microorganisms living there. Examples include whole grains, whole fruits and vegetables, legumes, greens, nuts. Food lacking fiber, like so much in the Western diet, gets completely eaten up and processed before ever making it into the lower gut, leaving those beneficial microorganisms to starve and eventually die off. 
Probiotics are food that are full of live beneficial yeast and bacteria like yogurt, kimchi, kosher dills, fermented hot sauce that can aid in balancing the good bacteria in the gut or which can replace bacteria after an event that strips them away, like taking antibiotics, for example. News soon spread about the miracle of health-based fermented foods, and in the 2010s, fermentation became a full-fledged health fad, complete with miracle cures, expensive pills, hundreds of books, television evangelists, and quack doctors. The trend seems to be leveling out a bit these days, thankfully. In the end, the consensus is this. Prebiotics, like fiber, are very important. Probiotics, ingested as traditional fermented foods like pickles, sauerkraut, kimchi, yogurt, kombucha, kvass, hot chili sauces and paste, sourdough, and more, can be beneficial and are a great and healthy addition to your diet. There are many pills, supplements, and miracle cures out there, but my opinion is this. Why take probiotic pills when probiotic food is so nutritious and delicious? But wait, don't get your pickles confused with your pickles. Shelf-stable pickles, which are made by canning vegetables in water, vinegar, or brine, and then processing them in a water bath or a pressure canner, are devoid of bacterial life, good or bad, which is exactly why they are shelf-stable. These pickles can still be very tasty and offer some nutrition, but they are not alive and probiotic like fermented pickles. As a little aside, check the country of origin on your everyday shelf-stable pickles when you are buying them. Not from Canada or the US? Maybe consider putting them back on the shelf. Maybe even consider not buying them at all and making your own. If you are looking to purchase fermented foods from the store, you're going to have to look in the refrigerated section, often next to the packaged deli meats for some reason. Making it at home is a much better choice, and the good news? Fermenting can be very low-key, easy to do, and takes very little equipment. Airlocks, crocks, scales, and weights can be very helpful, but all you really need to ferment vegetables is a glass jar with a loose-fitting lid, some sort of weight like a baggie filled with water, salt, veggies, and thyme. Just take Era's recipe for example, accessible to anyone with the above components. This hot sauce takes about 5-7 to seven days to make and will last in the fridge for about 1 year. Ingredients 5 habanero peppers, fresh 4 jalapeno peppers, fresh 6 small carrots, 3 cloves garlic, quarter cup kosher salt, 1 quart of dechlorinated or distilled water. Preparation Clean a 1 quart mason jar thoroughly. Slice the peppers, carrots, and garlic in half, removing any stems, and place them into the mason jar. In a separate bowl, stir the water and salt together until the water dissolves. Pour the salt water into the jar, making sure to fill the jar almost all the way to the top. The more air you leave in the jar, the more susceptible it will be to growing white mold on top while fermenting. 
Place a small weight into the jar to hold down the fruits so they are not exposed to the air while fermenting. A small Ziploc bag with a little water in it works great. Now cover the jar with a lid loosely or a fermenting airlock if you have one. Place the jar in a cool, dark place for 5 to 7 days. Check the jar daily and slightly open and close the lid to burp the jar. This will let out all of the gas that's been formed by fermentation. You'll notice the liquid getting cloudy and the water getting gassy. That's exactly what you want. After five to seven days, take out the jar and strain the water out, but reserve it as you need to add it back in. Place the strained fruits and vegetables into a blender and puree until it's nice and smooth. Slowly add back in the strained water until the desired consistency is reached. I like to use about half of the liquid. If you would like the sauce even thinner, run it through a strainer. Place the sauce into a jar or hot sauce bottle and store it in the fridge for up to a year. Remember the sauce is alive so gas will still occur but much slower in the fridge than out. If you would like to stop the gas from occurring, you can add a little vinegar which will also make it a bit tart. Enjoy! For more great wild fish and game recipes, be sure to subscribe and follow Antler and Finn.